No God, not the rule. But they didn't learn a lesson. And he says, because you didn't learn the lesson, you're condemning the innocent. And then he says something even more amazing. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. I determine the Sabbath. There will be a day that I will give Sabbath rest to those who believe. It's not about Saturday. It's about me. It's about being the Lord of the Sabbath. And you see, they were so concerned about their rules and regulations that they forgot to understand who the Son of Man is. And all too often, we are so concerned about the rules and regulations, what we're to do or not to do, that we forget that it is about God. So you'll hear a lot of people say that, it's, that Christianity is not a religion, it is a relationship. And that's true. It's about knowing who Jesus is. And then once knowing who he is, trusting him, and following him. Following him, not a bunch of do's and don'ts, but following him. Departing from there, he went into their synagogue. I'd have probably gone somewhere else, but Jesus is Jesus. So he departs from there and he went into their synagogue, and a man was there whose hand was withered. And they questioned Jesus, asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Notice, so that they might accuse him. Here's a man with a withered hand, and they ask him, is it lawful to heal? I find this really ironic, because there's no doubt in the Pharisees that Jesus can heal. He's already proved it to them. They're not operating on faith. It's not like, well, boy, I wonder if I believe hard enough that he can heal the person and just when you're supposed to do it. They knew it. They wanted to know. And under their rules and regulations, you could do healing on the Sabbath if life depended upon it. So if you had a heart attack and you needed to apply CPR, you could do it. But if you needed a surgery to prevent the heart attack on the Sabbath, that wasn't. Nowhere in the scriptures does it tell us you can't do good on the Sabbath. As a matter of fact, it is, we're told that it is holy. What other day is it really a good day to do good? On a holy day. But again, they're so fixated on the rules that they miss who Jesus is. As a matter of fact, they are so intent on the rules, it doesn't matter what he does, they just want to find a way to do away with him. And he said to them, What man is there among you who has a sheep? 
And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? He's saying, if you have some property, a sheep, and you lose it in a pit, you're not waiting until Sunday morning to get it out. Because there might be something that happens to it. A wolf might come and, and tear it apart, or it might get all nervous and do harm to itself. And so the immediate thing you do is you get it out. And he says, and you would do that very same thing. In essence, you are more concerned about property than people. Not only property, you're more concerned about your property than people. And if Jesus is the Son of Man, then we're His. So if we fall in a pit, it's perfectly fine for us to be lifted out because we're His. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? Good question. How much more valuable? Jesus in other areas will say, sparrows, you can buy them a couple for a penny. They're really cheap. Big bargain. I don't personally think they're worth a penny, but that was the going price then. And Jesus says, you are much more valuable than them. That God knows every hair on your head. He knows when you get up and when you lay down. He knows about you. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? So then, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. A non-biblical phraseology of this is it is always the right time to do the right thing. You never have to wonder, well, should I do the right thing? Because it's always the right time to do the right thing. Even when other people are opposed to you doing the right thing at the, any time. And that is exactly what these Pharisees do. They oppose Jesus regardless. They simply look for a way to accuse him, but he says it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And if he is the Lord of the Sabbath, then I'm going to listen to him. I don't care about your interpretation of the Scriptures. Jesus interpreted them for me. Now I can argue, oh gee, I'm not Jewish, and therefore the Ten Commandments don't apply to me, and so I can do whatever I want to do on the on a Sabbath. If Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath and he tells me it's lawful to do good, then there isn't a day or time that is not a good time to do good. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Jesus wants everyone to see what he's about to do. So the man stretches out his hand, obviously the one that's with it, and he stretched it out, and it was restored to normal like the other. Now I'm pretty sure no longer how long this man's hand was withered, whether it was a day or all of his life, 
I'm pretty sure he's excited. Because now I can function with both hands. Now people won't look at me odd because what's wrong with him? And you know you do. Everyone looks at somebody who's abnormal and wonders what's happened. So not only is he restored to health, he's restored to a sense of privacy that people don't look and say, what happened to him? And in that culture, a lot of times it was, something happened to you because you were a bad person, you sinned. But no longer is the accusations. So I'm, to use a not-so-modern word, I bet he was pretty stoked. He was pretty excited that he was healed. And you would think, you would think, everybody in that synagogue would go, praise God. He just taught us it's good to do good on the Sabbath. And he just did. He performed a miracle. Let's praise God because we've seen God at work. But the Pharisees, their response is this, went out and conspired against him. Not conspired against him so that they might diminish his ability his effectiveness, not conspired against him to teach people elsewhere. They conspired against him as to how they might destroy him. Now let's say that you're of the opinion that you shouldn't do anything on the Sabbath. Let's just say that's your opinion. And you hold it really tightly. Why do you, would you want to destroy somebody who did good and violated your conscience? But you see, it is not about who he is. Because they chose not to understand who God is. And what he requires. But to seek mercy. And do justice. And walk humbly with your God. And instead. There was no mercy in them. They condemned the innocent. There was no justice in them. And certainly they were not walking humbly with their God. Because Jesus is the Son of God, God. And not only do they choose not to walk with him other than, in a sense, to accuse him, but they sought to destroy him, not relate to him. Now today, we're a little more sophisticated. We don't seek to destroy Jesus. We just ignore him. You know, he just teaches things like love your neighbor as yourself. Love your brother and sister as I have loved you and have given my life for you. To seek not your will, but the will of God. He teaches all those things. And sometimes they're convenient and sometimes they're inconvenient. And when they're inconvenient, we might feel a little bad, but we just go on and do what it is we're going to do. Because after all, he's going to forgive us or whatever. 
so much for walking humbly with your God. So before we get too hostile towards the Pharisees, we first need to examine the plank in our hearts and then help the speck out of theirs. And so, You may not remember the particular verses, so that's why I use the, exa the example. It is never the wrong time to do the right thing. It is always the right time to do the right thing. That's something easy to remember. And know that when you do that, you don't condemn the innocent. You don't violate the rules. As a matter of fact, you do what the rules were all about. To know God. To seek mercy and compassion. To do justice. And to walk humbly with your God. And all God's people said,